Education drives economic mobility. Strategic Education Inc. is dedicated to helping improve lives through education. Strategic Education's institutions, including Strayer and Capel Universities, the Jack Welch Management Institute, Hackbright Academy, and Sophia Learning, create innovative and relevant learning experiences that prepare our students for the workforce today and in the future. Learn more at strategiceducation.com. Welcome to The Key with IHE, a podcast focused on the pandemic's impact on higher education. I'm Paul Fain, the show's host and a contributing editor at Inside Higher Ed. Joseph Castro is president of Fresno State University, one of the 23 campuses in the California State University system. In January, Castro will become the chancellor of the Cal State system, replacing the retiring Tim White, who came on the show in May to explain the system's early decision to remain mostly online this fall. We spoke with Castro about his top priorities as an ex-chancellor. They include continuing the push to improve student success and to close achievement gaps. Castro also talked about the need for state, federal, and philanthropic support to help Cal State students stay on track. And he described why Fresno State and the system overall are seeing record enrollment levels and improved retention rates during this challenging fall. And I think we're benefiting right now from being a place that is both accessible and focused on quality and then taking a real close look at every dollar that we charge. I think, you know, our value we saw with the largest new class in our history this fall. I, th I think that there were many students who might normally have gone to a higher priced university who instead said, you know, I'm going to stay home and, uh, and be a bulldog. And uh, I think that that's been the case at many of the CSU campuses as well. Let's get to the conversation. I'm speaking with Dr. Joseph Castro. Dr. Castro, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Paul? Doing well. Thanks for making time for me. So you are currently at Fresno State, but in, I guess, six, seven weeks or so, you're going to start a new gig as the Chancellor of the California State System. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I start January 4th. I'm excited about it. It's a big job in American higher ed, one of the biggest, and a lot going on, challenging time. Can you talk about what your real top priorities are coming into the role? Sure. And thinking about this position, you know, I view it as the CSU being probably the most important and consequential public university uh, system in the country. And during a time like this, I felt like my leadership skills would be a good match. And what I'm hoping to do as the next chancellor is to build on the, the strengths of the CSU. We've already been, as you know, you've interviewed Chancellor White. We've been working very hard to increase graduation rates and decrease graduation gaps between groups. That will continue to be our highest priority in meeting our uh, graduation initiative 2025 goals, which are pretty bold as they are. And then when we reach those, I'd like to set even bolder goals for 2030 and beyond. One of the most challenging parts of, of those goals is the the gap between Pell Grant students and other students, it's still very stubborn. It's about 9%, I think, system-wide. And that's pretty close to what it is here at Fresno State as well. And I'm very concerned about that. And I want to do everything I can as chancellor to remove barriers for students, especially first generation of college students and low-income students to help them to graduate. Some of, some of them have a little bit longer path to travel 
And so it's, it's uh, how do we support them so that they can get a quality degree in a timely way and become part of the next generation of leaders in their communities in California and in the country. So that's the top priority. The second priority I would say is to inspire greater investment of public and private funding in the CSU. We're probably the best value in the country, arguably one of the best values in the country. Here at Fresno State, our tuition is about $6,500. Our debt levels are very low, relatively speaking, about 15 to 17,000 on average for a graduate. But what I'd really like to do is to inspire greater investment by the governor and legislators, and then also looking to Washington, D.C. Uh, with the new administration. And then from a philanthropic perspective to inspire uh, more private support. You know, we have 3.8 million alumni and I'd like to really mobilize them in a, in a more uh, significant way and lots of friends out there that would wanna see the CSU succeed. So that, that would be the second priority. And then I'd like to leverage technology in a more strategic way. That whole space has changed dramatically during COVID and I'd like to understand better as chancellor what we've learned during this period at the 23 campuses and then how can we position ourselves in the future to be even more accessible for students because for some of them it's it's really hard for them to drive you know 20 30 miles to campus every day so having a virtual option over the long term could actually be helpful to some students and some faculty have said to me hey I'm teaching more effectively now than ever before. So that, that will be the third priority. And then I'm also looking at faculty diversity. And I'd really like to inspire greater diversity among our faculty so that it better reflects the very diverse student body uh, that we serve, almost 500,000 students. So those are the top priorities, Paul, for right now. And uh, when I get in there, I'll get a better understanding of the, the landscape and there may be tweaks here and there, but those are really the, the top four for me. Thanks for that. Speaking about that 500,000 student body, and you mentioned uh, Pell eligible students. For folks who don't know at Fresno State and across the system, you all serve a large share of Pell eligible, correct? We do. Um, we currently serve almost 70% of our students who are uh, about 65% are Pell eligible almost 70% are first generation of college students. And um, it's a little bit higher than the CSU average. Um, you know, each of the 23 campuses is slightly different, but as a whole, we are, I believe, the most diverse uh, system in the country. And as we all know, students who are the most vulnerable have taken the, the biggest toll uh, in, in the pandemic, uh, you know, to their work, uh, their families, how is how are students at Fresno State holding on? I mean, have you maintained your enrollment through this? Or, or you know, I know there's a real concern out there about the community college enrollments, but I gather things are, are are pretty stable where you are. Yeah, Paul, I have to say more than stable. You know, we have the highest enrollment in our history, so this is a fabulous story of resilience. We've seen this across the CSU. Enrollment in the CSU is, is higher than it was last year, record levels, and uh, here at Fresno State, 5% above last year. However, underneath that, I mean, it's resilience, 
sacrifice, stress. I'm seeing a lot of stress. You know, every single dollar matters. I was invited, for example, to look at our fee structure for the spring. And it looks like I'll be able to reduce one of our fees. It's going to be 40 bucks, but you know, every single dollar matters. And I know the students are going to be happy to know that they can save a little bit of money. We've gone uh, very deep on lending technology, over 8,500 devices. Anybody who said, hey, we can't connect, we need a hotspot or an iPad, we've provided that with CARES funding. We've used CARES funding for emergency grants as well. Doing a lot of webinars. I do one tonight uh, with all of our newly admitted students for the spring, just answering questions that they might have, lowering the stress level. I, I'm very concerned, even with all this tremendous progress, that there's a lot of stress and um, we're redoubling our efforts around mental health as well to address that. So financial and making sure the services are there for them. And I think that's a, the best we can do because this pandemic is throwing us curveballs every single day. We're gonna take a quick break, don't go away. If you're looking to go even more in depth in IHE's news coverage, check out our special reports. These deep dives feature rich data and reporting, as well as thoughtful, substantive analysis you can trust. Visit insidehighered.com backslash special dash reports to view the topics we've covered and to purchase the report that best supports your area of work or study. So, uh, you know, Chancellor White came on the show right after making the decision to remain remote for this uh, in the fall. I'm wondering if there's in your mind any interplay between the, the solid enrollment, the gains, and uh, making that call, um, you know, in Fresno State or beyond? I think so. I, I've talked to Chancellor White about this and he and I agree that um, providing our students and families with that information earlier was better for them on average. I know that for some it was deeply concerning and I was able to answer those questions. And, and then his framework, uh, which will continue into the spring, allows each campus to flex according to local conditions. So, you know, here at Fresno State, I have something like 70 in-person courses focused on labs and other hands-on courses that really can't be done virtually. And we're gonna increase that next spring if we can do it safely. And we've coupled that with strategies around testing, COVID testing on a regular basis and an app that, you know, where you have to answer questions. We have temperature checking and the number of our cases has been quite low, relatively speaking. I think, you know, around 20 or so. Uh, and you've heard about examples of, of hundreds and thousands. CSU in general has done very well in this area. And I do think that it had to, you know, it was attributed to planning and then the hard work of our faculty and staff at, at each of the campuses to serve our students. As you, you've cited, a growing body of research shows that anxiety and uncertainty are the big issues right now for students. And I can see, you know, kind of knowing where your campus is headed early may have helped. But however, I, you know, I was thinking, you mentioned the mental health uh, bulking up what you do there. You know, it yeah. takes resources. It's a, it's a big yeah. institution, uh, the system even bigger. How do you do that in a kind of resource constrained environment? It's a great question. You know, we've used our CARES dollars to cover some of these unexpected expenses. 
Uh, we've also reduced operating costs where we, you know, we're operating in a different mode now. Every university is for the most part. So our travel budget is almost zero. Our event cost budget is almost zero. We have had to lay off some folks, but it really, it, the layoffs have not affected the, the delivery of quality teaching and um, have not affected the support structure. It's really been about our administrative overhead. So we are looking at ways in which we can use our scarce dollars more uh, strategically. And, and I think a lot of campuses are doing that as we are here in Fresno. And then uh, fortunately our students had adopted a fee increase about a year ago that just came into play around mental health. They, they believed that they needed that support. So we had those resources as well. Thank God that that happened a year ago because that's really made a positive difference. Well, it's really interesting that the students recognize that as well. Um, Absolutely. You know, you, you've mentioned the state resource issue, um, but also the, the value that the CARES Act's provided in terms of emergency aid and other benefits to students. I'm not going to ask you to comment on what might happen in Washington, but uh, the question of, of how much a, another stimulus could help Fresno State and the system right now. Boy, it would make a huge difference uh, for the CSU and for Fresno State in particular. We've used every dollar very carefully and according to the guidelines, you know, half of it needed to be going to emergency grants and we, we sent those to our students right before finals. And I think that made a very powerful difference. Our retention rates are higher all this year than they, they've been ever in the past. So that's despite the pandemic. And I think these grants made a difference. The dollars that we're using for testing, for other support systems, uh, enhancement of technology, you know, providing laptops, uh, hotspots. We've used those dollars for all those very important things. So I'm very hopeful that the federal government will do it again. Um, and I think it will help to kind of bridge to the, the new normal that I'm hoping we'll see by next fall. And uh, we'll continue to advocate for the federal relief. And my hope is the Biden administration will also look at strategies over time to increase the Pell Grant. We talked about that gap a little bit earlier in the conversation. I think increasing the Pell Grant will make a big difference. And then support for DACA students so that they can get Pell Grants will also make a huge difference at campuses like Fresno State. You know, I, I, I'm, I knew that, that your enrollment numbers were solid, but I, I didn't know retention was up. That, I'm just yeah. totally floored by that. I mean, when you talk to students, what, what is their mood? I mean, how do, how do you how do you kind of make sense of that? I mean, I, I, I can see, you know, if you do everything right, and students, you know, know that they need a degree, a credential more than ever, that it could maybe hold steady, but go up. That surprises me. Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted that in March. And I think it has a lot to do with their, you know, their resilience and who they are and, and also the value of a higher education that they've, you know, personally sense and their families do as well. And I think we're benefiting right now from being a place that is both accessible and focused on quality and then taking a real close look at every dollar that we charge. I think, you know, our value we saw with the largest uh, new class in our history this fall 
I, th I think that there were many students who might normally have gone to a higher priced university who instead said, you know, I'm going to stay home and, uh, and be a bulldog. And uh, I think that that's been the case at many of the CSU campuses as well. That makes sense. Uh, you know, one last question on the, on the issue of uncertainty. Unquestionably, uh, the value of a higher education is, is high right now. But the question of what happens with that credential when you enter the job market is a tough one. And, and we're seeing that in polling. What are you hearing from students? And how do you all thread that needle? How do you, how do you kind of assuage their worries, but also be realistic that it's going to be a tough job market? Yeah, it's such a challenging time in that respect, and especially in an area like ours in the San Joaquin Valley. What we've focused on is asking our alumni, inspiring our alumni to mentor these students, to look for opportunities for them, and, and our Bulldog Network is paying off. I mean, just yesterday, I got a call, you know, Franklin Templeton wanted to have some Fresno State students, and um what a great company for them to work in. So I get those calls and I know our deans are getting them and we're really focused on trying to expand opportunities for our students. And many of them are already doing internships. And as you know, Paul, when that happens, if it's a good match, that company is generally wanting to snap them up. So we're really working on that. And I'd like to scale that up across the CSU. You know, again, with 3.8 million alumni, what an asset for us to kind of mobilize them to think about, well, how could we support these talented students and uh, move them forward to their degree and a great career? Well, we'll wrap up there. Uh, Dr. Castro, thanks so much for your time. And uh, again, a, a very big role uh, that you're stepping into. Uh, good luck to you in that. And you know, thank you. a lot going on, but you, you've given us reason for optimism here. Well, thanks, Paul. I hope we can stay in touch. Absolutely. Please do. Thank you. Education drives economic mobility. Strategic Education, Inc. is dedicated to helping improve lives through education. Strategic Education's institutions, including Strayer and Capel Universities, the Jack Welch Management Institute, Hackbright Academy, and Sophia Learning, create innovative and relevant learning experiences that prepare our students for the workforce today and in the future. Learn more at strategiceducation.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me.